Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Cruise FM presents The Locker Room with Lachlan Cross, Grant Johnson, and James P. White. Brought to you by Always Plumbing and Heating. Thinking about a new furnace? Get a free quote at alwaysplumbing.ca. You gotta come on. Boom, 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 boom. Bang, 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 bang. Here we go. Morning, boys. Good morning. Just boy. <laughs> well, that's, idea. that's right. Yeah. <laughs> Good point. Um, new computer screen. I don't know if people were tuned in this early yesterday morning, but uh, I had a rough morning. My garage door. Garage door wasn't working. You came in, your computer. You have three screens. Uh, the one in the middle wasn't working. Yeah. And throws things off. So. so I sent them a note. They they replaced it after the show yesterday. They got they went out and bought a brand new one. Brand even new bigger, one. From better. 1984. <laughs> I think they just go to auctions when like offices are closing and buy all the old screens. And then well, when- no, I know they buy new stuff. But what happens is if anything goes wrong for me, somebody <laughs> in this building... Gives you the old one. It's what's that saying about the angel? <laughs> when Locke's computer dies, an angel gets his wings. <laughs> yeah, they gave you this little tiny computer screen. Uh, what's his? The guy across the hall must be happy. He's got a brand new computer. <laughs> you got his old one. I was trying to push it back because I'm like, why is it sticking out so much? Oh, because it's got a tube in the back. <laughs> the funny thing is, is we're not kidding. We're not kidding. It's literally this. It's got to warm up. Like you click, it's like, boom, makes yeah. that noise, and then it flashes across the screen. And... There's a thing on the side of it. You turn it. <laughs> I think it's called the choke. Bruce News. City Council says they have received mixed reaction to their decision to put $100 million towards bike infrastructure across the city. (laughs) Councillors said they have heard that the money should instead go towards homelessness or bolstering the transit system, while Councillor Michael Yance... Or not having a 3.9 tax increase every year for four years. Michael Yance argued the $100 million is going to bikes, but $1.8 billion is going towards roads. The city said in 2021 there was 158 cases of a vehicle hitting a cyclist, uh, which resulted in one death, 26 serious injuries, and 114 minor injuries. The funding was approved during budget deliberations. Yesterday, at those deliberations, while considering additional spending to the budget, Mayor Amarjeet Sohi was caught by a hot microphone saying that they are spending like drunken sailors. The debate about the budget goes on until the end of this week. Okay, I'm going to say this once. I I have a feeling you've got this in the news for the rest of the morning. Oh, yeah. So I'm not going to get into this again. (laughs) Um, Because I I think people are are sick of this. First off, you you have to vote. Mm -hmm. Um, you, You really do. This is what you get when a very small percentage of the population votes. And listen, 
I'm with you. Yeah, I found it very difficult to go and vote in the civic elections when I lived in St. Albert because I didn't know anybody. Um, and there was 47 names on the ballot mm-hmm. right, for, for one position. So it's a struggle to, to try to learn what you can about who's running in your area and, Agreed, and, and yeah. all the different levels and all that kind of stuff. But it is so vitally important that we vote in civic elections because... <clears throat> This this city council that we have in place right now is going to, if they stay in power, this is going to be an ongoing trend. Mm-hmm. It's going to continue. I'm sorry. I hate to say it. They, they will not listen to um, a upset public about $100 million on bike lanes. And the other thing that is happening here with the bike lanes is... They will mask this as we're trying to make the streets safer. They can't see past their own... The, the, the unintended consequences of, of muddying the waters downtown with bike lanes and signs and lights and no one knows what to do is, you're actually making the roads more unsafe. We talked to a woman last week, Kathy, mm-hmm. who said, I bike all year round and I have never felt more unsafe than I do now because the roads are so confusing for people they're just going to add to the confusion so they masquerade the hundred million dollars as making this community safer Mm -hmm. it doesn't it actually just makes it more confusing and is actually making it more unsafe so and frustrated and frustrating (laughs) in five years seven years in eight years they're going to spend almost a half a billion dollars on the infrastructure of bike lanes in edmonton it's going to be impossible to get downtown. Businesses are going to start to suffer because people aren't going to go downtown because there's not going to be parking available. Um, it's going to be hard. It's going to be gridlocked if you do go downtown. So businesses are going to start to pack up. If I was somebody that was starting a business right now, the last place I would think about opening up businesses downtown Edmonton. There's just there's no way. Not in a million years. It's gonna be a it's going to be an ongoing issue. This city council doesn't want to accept the fact that they live in Edmonton. They just, they don't. It's unfortunate, mm-hmm. but it is what it is. And we're Good just, morning, everybody. You're going <laughs> to, no, they're, Grant, they're going to spend half a million dollars on bike lanes. Half a billion. Half a billion dollars on bike lanes. And it's coming. And that's their plan. It's 678 kilometers of bike lanes. This 100 million? What, what we're not that's talking about, increase. that's an increase in the projected yeah. plan already. So they have this $306 million plan, 678. They know that they're off budget, so they added $100 million to it. By the time this project's done, and that's supposed to be by 2030, mm-hmm. it will be half a billion dollars in bike lanes. You're not going to know. It's going to be so confusing to drive downtown. There's roads. I live down well, I here it's now. It's further stretching than downtown too. Yeah. It there's, goes all over the place. There's roads now where like I'm I live down here. You can't drive on. Mm-hmm. They're for bikes only. I'm like, you gotta be kidding me. Yeah. Like I went to turn left yesterday and there was a sign that said bikes only. Mm-hmm. Gonna get your scooter. Scooter lives matter, I'm telling you right now, I'm getting <laughs> 
I'm gonna. T- that's how I'm getting around. I'm getting that 95 kilometer an hour scooter. Winter tires. Winter tires. A helmet. A full Helmet's armor. a good idea. Full armor. If I'm doing 95, I'm yeah. having knee pads and shoulder pads the whole life. I'm gonna look like Mad Max on that thing. With Jimmy on back. I saw a video of this woman driving that that thing, the one that goes 95 kilometers yeah. an hour, and it's. It's scary. <laughs> and I will have that thing. You're in the locker room on 95.7 Cruise FM. Masturbation is a form of witchcraft. See, I hope you understand that when you get attacked with sexual morality, a lot of times Christians say, oh, I'm just struggling. I, 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 I. When really it's a demonic attack and you need to bind it. See, you need to look at the root of what's going on here and realize that it is not God leading you to masturbate. So therefore it is the enemy. Mm. See, the enemy well knows said. how to stifle and how to stop intimacy and when i say intimacy i mean the connection that we have as daughters and sons to god that we have to be his children that we can talk to him that we can become transformed to look more like jesus see there's something on your life that the enemy wants to ruin see he knows you're called by god he's not worried about that because he knows he can't stop that or change that he knows you're anointed he can't steal your oil but what he can do is he can ruin you by you ruining yourself. See, masturbation is a self-sin. But see, what happens is that the enemy comes in with a demonic attack. And when we get anxiety, when we get panic, we say, oh, Jesus, I'm getting attacked right now. But when you masturbate, you don't say, oh, I'm getting attacked. Not anyone is realizing that this is a demonic attack and it's a form of witchcraft. Mm. Masturbation is a form of control. You understand that you are literally controlling an orgasm. You're controlling your own pleasure. That is witchcraft. (laughs) That is a curse that you begin to place over your own life that will then literally bleed into your future children's life. This means that this will become a generational curse that you started or that your parents started that will now go to the next generation. It's witchcraft. What we don't realize as Christians, because not enough Christians speak the truth at all, (laughs) is that we have to bind the witchcraft of masturbation, the broken pattern. See, if you look at anyone, they always say, oh, I can't stop the pattern. I can't stop because it's a pattern. See, we have to look at the spirit of masturbation and bind it and we have to go in the name of Jesus just like I cancel every other demonic assignment against my life I cancel the assignment of sexual morality I cancel the assignment of wet dreams I cancel the assignment of orgasming having orgasms in my dreams I cancel the assignment of masturbation. I canceled the assignment of sexual immorality over my life. You gotta bind the enemy. You gotta show him where the line is. You gotta draw the line and you gotta say, you can't touch me. See, the enemy then wants to put you in shame and then you have all the witches and the people saying, oh my goodness, you're, you're just pouring shame over people. Christianity's so toxic. No, no, let me tell you what's toxic. What's toxic is a broken pattern made by witchcraft, made by a mankind type of thought system to say that it's your fault that you're sinning when the enemy knows what he's doing. The the enemy knows how he's allowing you to fall into your own trap of pleasure. See, if you don't call it all what it is, you're going to continue in the broken pattern. Masturbation is a form of witchcraft. You need to break that witchcraft off of your life in the mighty name of Yeshua. In the name of Jesus, we break all masturbation and witchcraft off your life now. Ladies and gentlemen, we'd like to introduce you to the high priest of Tabor, <laughs> James Peter White from the White Clan. What in the world was that? Start calling you Gandalf, Jimmy. <laughs> like, 
Wow, that was extreme. <laughs> never, ever, if any of that's true, never, ever piss off Jimmy. <laughs> it's interesting you asked me this morning if, if, uh, if I was going to watch the World Juniors. Yeah, I saw some news about five kids from Alberta on the World Juniors team this yeah, year. Yeah, I saw that yesterday, and I, and I saw a quick little thing about Connor uh, Bedard, yeah. the projected number one who's lighting it up right now in the minors, and looks like he's, well, he's made the team, and looks like he's going to play. It's going to be the first line center, it looks like. Yeah. I, um, like a lot of people, and it was in our back, oh my God, it's so disappointing that all those, all that crazy, those crazy stories and everything came down. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think a lot of us disconnected from it, from from that perspective, also from the from it being summer. Yeah, it was just weird. It, it was, was August. Yeah, I was World Juniors to me is Christmas. I was yeah. like, I don't want to watch it in August. I watched the gold medal game, mm-hmm. and that was about it. We even won. The, even that the games like nobody was going. They were not well attended they until the finals. Yeah, yeah. So it's in Moncton. Uh, this year and then Sweden next year. So we get yeah, back to back Canadian. Moncton and Halifax this year and then. I'll probably watch. Yeah. I I think I will. It's back at Christmas. It's it's tough though because you still like. Have they done anything to really fix the problems? But is it the kids? Like it's uh, not the kids' fault. No. Right. It's it's the culture. It's the organization. It's. it's I mean, this um, is a new group of kids, right? Yeah. I think they have. Obviously, they've made a bunch of changes. I mean, we we don't need to get into that. But mm-hmm. yeah, I'll, I'll probably watch. You're gonna sit down and watch this year? I think I will. Yeah, I think I'll watch. It's, it's such a, a Christmas tradition. It's <laughs> Grant said that uh, he was disappointed that it was in Canada because we'd have like normal times, like viewing times. Yeah, it's gonna be like eight o'clock game or six, whatever. There is something special about a game in Europe where you have to get up at four thirty in the morning. Mm-hmm. Make a quick bite to eat. It unites you as a country. No, it's morning drinking. All, well, that's what I was say, when you're all cracking a beer at five in the morning. And <laughs> you know there, everyone's doing it. Wasn't there a couple of years ago that you, had, you were watching the World Juniors and you were drunk by noon? Well, I can tell the story It's again. happened a few times. Um, I, uh, I, I had the fridge downstairs. And I got up early and the house was quiet. I was the only one up, and it was literally, I think it was like a 5.30 start, maybe a 6 a.m. start for, for one of the games. This is a couple years ago. And um, I had bought, a like, I was, I was I was in the bridge pack mode, so I, I was out. <laughs> so I stopped on the way home because I knew that I would want some beer the next day, and I bought just like a 12-pack, and I stuck it in the fridge. I didn't even open it. I just stuck it in the fridge. And I sat down and I ate my breakfast and I had a cup of coffee and I was watching the first period and I'm like, it's hockey. I should, I should have a beer. (laughs) So I went and I grabbed a beer and, uh, then I had another one and then I had another one and then, and then I had another one and they were going down and now I've got a bit of a buzz. So I kept, uh, now I'm plowing. (laughs) (laughs) It's like nine o'clock in the morning. <laughs> My wife comes down. Just woke up. Just woke up. And she looks at me and goes, because she must have gone into the fridge. She goes, do you know you drank 11? <laughs> and I went, you mean there's one left? Can you get it for me? 
was the rest of your day. <laughs> I'll let you decide. <laughs> Another moment with Dr. Locke. Okay, I think everybody's aware of this. We've talked about this with the toothbrush. Yes. Like there's poo on your toothbrush. Yeah. Right? Um, because of the toilet. And um, flushing it without the lid down is apparently a big issue. It just sends poo everywhere in yes. your bathroom. I watched some videos of this, mm-hmm. and um, I wonder, did I keep the link for the story? I got it here. Oh, do you? Yeah. If anybody, send it to Jimmy. If anybody wants to see this, you'll be just, you'll be appalled. I was appalled. So I remember when I, I always close the lid when I flush. Do you? And it's because when I was a kid, I remember watching like, you know those CBC investigative report shows they used to do? Yeah, I watched one one time, and it was investigating the amount of fecal matter in your bathroom. Yeah, because we keep the lid open. Yeah, I, when I was a kid, I watched that, and ever since then, I always close the lid. Well, I think I've seen this in the past, but there's a new one out now. Yeah, and, and like I said, Jimmy can send it to you. Just text us seven eight zero nine eight nine zero nine five seven. So it's from the University of Colorado, and they they did something where they were able to like. They had green show lights, I guess. Yeah, they had bright green lasers. Yeah, and special cameras, and then they did like turned off the lights. It and glowed. They flushed the toilet, and then just they show how high the water goes and how far it spreads, and it's disturbing. <laughs> it's disturbing. It's so disturbing. It makes me want to go in the backyard. Yeah, and well, bury I, it in a I, hole. I, I do sometimes. I think that might be more sanitary. <laughs> and of course, there's bacteria and viruses and. A bunch of stuff in your poo. So shut your lids, the, everybody. They reported in eight seconds, the particles shot out at rocket speeds of 6.6 feet per second, reaching 4.9 feet above the toilet. Yeah, there's poo all over and you even right lingered now. in the air for, for minutes. There's poo all over everybody. Yeah. Everyone's walking around with poo on Covered them. in it. The Locker Room on 95.7 Cruise FM. So I learned something that I thought I would pass on today about our energy bills here in Alberta. And um, I'm pretty sure I had the information correct. If you hear anything that doesn't make sense or that's wrong, please correct me because I'm trying to figure this all out right now. I actually, I'm going to make a call today and double check with my new carrier mm-hmm. to make sure that I have this right. Um, but I... I think a lot of people, there are people out there that know this, get this, that pay attention to this kind of stuff. I'm not yeah. one of them. Until <laughs> until it's too late, until I get stung. Until you're on the phone. Yeah. Why is my bill $700? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I'll, I'll explain what ended up happening. We don't have to mention any of the company names because I think they all do this. But there there is from what, because I was on the phone trying to figure this out with not only the provider, but also with a, with a, a group that is... Like set up by our government to watchdog this stuff, mm-hmm. and I learned a lot from her as well from that organization. Um, because I was pretty shocked to be honest. So, I like a lot of people like convenience, and somebody came to my door years ago when I lived in St. Albert and had mm-hmm. me sign up so that my my electrical bill and my gas bill were on the same bill. Right. So easy. For years, I did that. 
up until we just left, I was with the same company. Mm-hmm. And it was high, but I remember thinking, well, whatever, it's, it is what it is. I, I didn't really take a lot of time or energy to look into it. It just... It's paid it every month. Yeah, and- you paid it every month, and it was going up, but I thought, okay, well, everybody's is, is, is going up. Why would... Why would Jerry's be any different across the street? We're all paying the same, right? That's not the case. Okay. So the other thing that I did was I did an equalization thing so that my my monthly payments were the same. Right. Right? And then you had like a month or two where you had to make up the difference? Yes. Or maybe the cost was lower. Yeah. And so you would get a, a bit of a rebate at the end of the year. That never happened. Not once did I ever get a rebate. <laughs> yeah, I thought that okay. happened all the time. <laughs> no, it didn't happen. Not once. Um, uh, this summer, I kind of got a little bit like suspicious that there was something wrong with my bill. And, and again, this is just a lack of knowledge about it because I never really... T- when. T- Who's, who reads the contract when you get it every Nobody. year? You just phone and you go, yeah, okay, all right, whatever. Yeah, what am I paying? Okay. Yeah, okay, and you move on. That's my mistake. Like, I realize that I'm at fault here. So it, it is what it is. Now that I know a little bit more about it, I can be proactive. And I'm passing along this information because I think, I mean, you specifically, I think mm-hmm. you need to, to deal with this right away as well. So... In that equalization payment, what they do is they take a sort of an average of what you were paying and then they set your bill that way and they move it through the course of the year. Yeah. What I th- thought was strange was my bill was $500 for gas and electrical in the St. Albert house all last year. In the summer, as soon as they announced the rebates, my bill went up $50. <laughs> yeah. So I was kind of like, Ugh, what are they doing? Right? Like, are they, mm-hmm. are they messing with it a little are bit? Are they messing with it? Are they finding a way to, 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 so here's, here's what you need to realize when you get that equalization payment. There's another level to it. You either get a fixed rate or you get a variable rate. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if these companies, a lot of these carriers, and also I think people, are like, wah, 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 wah. it's the Charlie <laughs> Brown teacher thing, right? Like, yeah. I just want to know what my bill is every month. Just stop talking. But the fixed rate, if, you, if you're lucky and you can get a fixed rate when the rates are low for gas and for electrical, that's what your bill will be. And then your contract with this company stays in place and your bill will be stagnant and they can't charge you if the rates go up. Mm-hmm. Okay. The variable rate is it moves based on the price of energy through the course of the year. So if it goes up, you pay it's more. Like if it goes down, a variable you pay. rate mortgage versus Ex- a fixed. Exactly. Yeah. So I I left that company and I'm with somebody else now because we're not going to get into that. I'm with another company that it took the time to explain it a little bit better to me mm-hmm. this time around, and I have signed up, but I'm phoning to double check. I'm phoning to find and make sure, because now I'm panicking, <laughs> that I've signed up for the fixed rate. You need to do the same thing. Call yeah. your company and make sure you're on a fixed rate. And not only that, the laws, the regulations in place allow you as a user, as a consumer, to actually change your fixed rate on a monthly basis i think oh uh-huh. you can also at without a moment's notice without any penalties you can go to another carrier so if you feel like your carrier yeah. is not actually 
giving you the best deal, you can go to another one. They they won't let you know that, though. No. Like, you, you assume that there's penalties. That's and, what I learned yeah. on my own. They cannot charge you a penalty. You can leave at any time, and you can also change your your contract in the middle of your contract if you want. So get on the phone today and make sure you're not on a variable rate because what happens... Um, last year was old Randy Canny lifted the cap. Yeah. That was, and this is not a political, co- this is just a fact. I'm not trying to make this political. What happened, yeah. The UCP lifted the cap. And you can read into whatever you want about that. You can decide on a, a whether or not that was, I don't care. It happened. There's proof out there. It's online. Go look it up. There was a cap on these energy companies. They complained about it. Kenny lifted it. So this summer... And there's a direct where prices went up was immediately after that. So now, if you're paying a variable rate, you're going to start seeing an increase if you haven't already, or you're going to start seeing back pay. So what happened to me, long story short, was was paying the 550 paying the 550 mm-hmm. I canceled my... Because we moved. Yeah. I canceled my my deal with them. I ended it. And it was supposed to end on October 28th, which was the last day that I was in the house. But the billing cycle was October 23rd. So I paid my final bill from September 23rd to October 23rd. Okay, and then I've got five days left from October 23rd to October 28th. I phoned and I said, now is this my last bill? And the guy on the phone goes, no, it's not your last bill. You, you'll get one more. You have to pay for that last five days. Okay. And I went, okay. So 550, do the math, whatever, right? So yesterday, I go home, I open my email, I got a $771 bill. <laughs> so I was angry. Obviously. Okay? So I started making phone calls, and that's how I learned all this. And I was literally on the phone for probably two and a half, three hours trying to figure this out. Because I thought, how do you charge me for five days and it ends mm-hmm. up being 700 and no. So what they did, they went back to the beginning of the say, summer. They went all the way back and, and charged To the beginning you. of my contract. And then they went, you didn't pay enough because you were on a variable rate. And so you have to, you owe us another $771. Wow. Which is, I'm sorry, which is ridiculous yeah. that, that they're allowed to do that. It's they purposely make it confusing to well, I'm pretty it's sure. Also, it's also really confusing because they start talking about the uh, the kilobits and and that yeah, and, and, the, you, and you lose everybody, right? I remember when. So I think we're on a fixed because I remember signing up and and they're being but, like, "This but, is a good but price." On. But make sure, yeah, phone today and make sure. Because if you are on a variable, you might end up getting a bill yeah. for... Just double check. Um, just phone and double check to no, say... I was going to say, when you're signing up, I remember them being like, it's uh, this much for a kilowatt. And I'm like, I don't know what that means. <laughs> but And that's part of the reason yeah. why I left that company. So that like, this is, this that is a good price. That the, your yeah. company that you're talking about is because I think they... they this is my this is this might just yeah. be my experience but I'm telling you I felt like I wasn't given all the information and I'm I'm going to own I'm going to own the oh, what I are think, you talking about I think most people are like that yeah I don't think yeah and I didn't read the damn contract but the new company that I phoned this guy broke it down and he was like, you want to be here? You want to lock in here? La, da, 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 da. Like, I got a better, sort of a more of a layman's 
uh, explanation about how the whole thing works. Yeah. Trust me when I tell you, even if you think you know what you're paying and you think you know that you've done this properly, it might be worth double checking just to make sure. Because the other thing that they do, and this is this is just me speculating based on my own situation, is I seem to recall locking in on a fixed rate. Yeah. And I thought that was something that stuck. But they don't do that. At the end of the year, when your term runs over, they give you the... I, I think they flipped me At some from point. a fixed to a variable rate without me saying, yes, do this. Probably, it probably put it in a thing that you signed and then... And, and if, if Positive Mike texts in right now, don't tell me. Because I'm not looking at the text. Because I, I will just, I will snap. Yep. All right. Pay attention. Y- you have to pay attention. Yeah. I'm trying to help the people out that are like me. That are like busy, they got things in, and they, right? And they yeah. don't, they don't, b- like, get down to the nitty gritty. But when you get a $771 bill, you start to look into why it is that that happened. Pay and a little more attention. That's what I learned. So uh, if I can save one person a little bit of money just by basic, by flipping it from a fixed. And the thing is, honestly, regardless of who your carrier is, I think they do that. I think mm-hmm. they change your contract to a variable rate at the end of the, at the end of the term. And you have to actually say out loud, no, I want to be back on the fixed rate. And the guy that I'm with now, the company that I'm with now, he told me, you can call us every month to check on the rate to refix it in at the new rate if it goes down. Yeah. So, so that's something you can do as well. That, so there are the caps off, right? Mm-hmm. But there are ways that the government has set up to protect you, right? Does that make sense? I think so, yeah. Did I confuse? A little bit, but it's all confusing. It's uh, not your yeah. fault. Merry Christmas, everyone. <laughs> the Locker Room presents The Grant Report for JT's Bar and Grill, where good people come to enjoy the best food and drinks with other good people. Now, Grant Johnson. Well, I'm actually kind of sad to report this news today, but last night, City Council uh, gave the green light to demolish the Coliseum. I mean, I know it needed to happen. They were paying like a million dollars a year to keep it standing. But it's still it's still sad, isn't it? I mean, it's kind of like seeing your childhood home just covered in gasoline and blown up in front of you. Yeah, sure, it was a bit of a dump. But it was still the home of Gretzky and Messier and Coffey and Grant Fuhr and so many more. So many cups, so much history, so many concerts in that building. I saw the final Tragically Hip show in Edmonton in that building. Not only that, it was the home of the strongest beer in Canada. <laughs> of course, they always denied that, and people told you, you're crazy. You're cra- it's, it's just regular beer. I'm not wrong, though. That Rexall beer was different. Just like Semenko, it hit hard and it hit fast. And if there's any Flames fans listening, yeah, the Saddle Dome beer hits pretty hard too, but it is nothing compared to the old Skyreach Center beer. And yeah, now we've got Rogers, and sure, it's nice, and the seats are comfy, and the sound is better for concerts, but I think most people would admit that maybe it's missing something, some grit, some history. Yeah. You know, I miss leaving a hockey game and going outside and seeing a little person standing on a milk crate trying to get people to come into a shady strip club. You just don't get that at the new building. Here's what needs to happen. One weekend where they allow smoking in Roger's place. 
one weekend where we're allowed to go in there and we're, we just rough the place up a little bit, get some blood on the seats. I think we'd all feel more at home in Rogers after that weekend. We'll miss you, Coliseum. The Grant Report is brought to you by BOGO Tuesday at Edmonton Glory Hole Tours. Join us Saturday morning for our pancake breakfast. (laughs) With the BOGO offer, not only do you get breakfast, but you can bring a friend for the cost of just one tour. Book at Edmonton or Tabor GloryHoleTours.com. See the video of uh, Elon Musk getting booed at the Dave Chappelle show in San Francisco. We're almost talking about Elon Musk daily I now. Know, There's I new know. news I, every day. I know. And why, why was he on stage with Dave Chappelle? I don't know. But he, he brought him up there. And, I have a theory on it. Okay. So, um, and some people think that my theory... Like, I was talking about this on the podcast yesterday. I've got two things right now with Elon Musk for me. One mm-hmm. is... Three things, actually. We'll start with this. There's a there's a faction of the population that is just consumed by him. But I think most people, I think 90% of the world just doesn't give two flying... About Elon? Yeah. Yeah, I don't care. Like, I don't think... Let him live I, his life. I don't... It's not impacting Like, me. if you take 100 people listening to this show right now, driving around the city of Edmonton, how many people actually give two... Flying very, very low. Very low. Very low. I mean, yeah. He's... he's I think he's he's a, he's a weirdo, but I want a Tesla still. He's I'd a, love a Tesla. He's a weirdo, and, and he, he is upsetting people, but I think most people can live their lives and go on day-to-day without being upset at Elon Musk, right? Yeah. But I've... I, for whatever, this circle of friends that I'm in with this, this podcast, they're obsessed with it. Like every day, we got to talk about Elon mm-hmm. Musk and how stupid he is, and what a moron, and he's ruining Twitter. And, da, da, da. and it's like, I, I, yeah. I said it to them yesterday. I'm like, you guys are obsessed with this guy. Yeah, they're obsessed like with him. You're obsessed with him. What? What is? It sounds that? like another billionaire from the states. <laughs> <laughs> I am not that upset about Elon Musk and his day-to-day life and I, I just I'm not that bothered by is he a good person no did he do some shady things to make the money that he made absolutely his, his family did some shady things I mean weren't they diamond miners blood and, diamonds yeah. wasn't it that's yeah. where he got his money from so yeah. and do I no there's a lot of other things in the world to worry about I think other than anyway but is it the whole thing that someone needs like people need somebody to be mad at we need an enemy some people need an enemy. Yeah, yeah. maybe the, the because it's because the it very used liberal to be like, like a couple are, years like a couple years ago was everybody hated Trump. Now he's not in the news as much, and Elon Musk is in the news all the time. That's so a good people point. need to hate him. Like it's he's the new Trump. So oh yeah, he. I guess what it was was Chappelle was talking about the need to get along and communicate with people from different viewpoints and perspectives, and then he brought Elon Musk up on stage. And everyone started booing. And so, Chappelle said, those must be the people you fired. <laughs> he had a lot of really good lines, yeah. actually. Chappelle's quick on his feet. But it did not go the way I think that Chappelle intended it to go. And it was a it was a disaster. If you watch the highlights, it's clear that, that, uh, that, that, he, that I think that he made a mistake there. Here's my thing about, um, about Chappelle. Because mm-hmm. this group of podcasters that I know and hang out with on a daily basis think that Chappelle's an idiot and that he had no idea how the, what the reaction would be. And I'm like, no way. No, 
listen, he Chappelle's a little disconnected from the common man. Yeah. Right? Because he's, he's a millionaire. Yeah. But he's not that stupid. Well, I he's think, very smart. I think he brought him up, and I think he thought that he would be able to control the situation, but I don't think... Here's where I, his miscalculation was, in my opinion. He miscalculated how much of a douchebag Elon Musk can be right. in public, because... He went up and said a couple of things, and the audience was you, you weren't getting that audience back. No. Right? He is that hated. I think Chappelle knew he was hated, thought he could control the narrative on stage. Yeah. Because this was his closing. <laughs> Chappelle closed the San yeah, Francisco show by bringing Elon Musk out. But the thing is, though, is he lost maybe- the room completely. He had no he didn't get it back. And that's not that's not Chappelle's M.O. Mm-hmm. Chappelle the thing owns is, the room. Though, is, the thing is, though, is everybody's talking about it. Aren't a, a lot more people talking no, about no, it now no. because of Elon Musk? No, that was because not of the Chappelle's hate. motivation. Not at all. He doesn't care. He's the biggest comic in the world. He doesn't care. Um, I guess at one point Elon went to talk. And Dave told them, no, 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 don't say anything. Don't say anything. <laughs> don't say anything. It's best that we, we just, I'm going to try to put a bow on this. Let's yeah, go. You don't say anything right and now. And you're buying dinner. <laughs> oh, honey, the house looks amazing. You did such a great job with the lights out front. And the tree, oh, the tree is absolutely gorgeous. Thanks, dear. You know what, though? I, I feel like we're missing something. What's that? I think it's... The smell of Christmas. (laughs) I think I know what you mean. It's beginning to smell a lot like Christmas. Everywhere you go. Take a look in the garbage bin. Is it spilling over again? It smells like cheese we tossed out weeks ago. It's beginning to smell a lot like Christmas. Open all the doors. But the grooviest part you see is that these are for charity, so you should buy some more. One smells like lager and ale and the beer that's on sale to match with Lachlan Cross. You can't really hide from the chicken that's fried, which makes Brent's candle the boss. But Jimmy's has the smell of ass and rotten old gym socks. It's beginning to smell <laughs> like, like Christmas. Help your neighbors out. Because the grooviest part you see is that these are for charity. Text us to get yours now. You can um, send Jimmy a quick text. He'll fire you the link, 780-989-0957. This is the last week to get your hands on the locker room holiday candles. You guys know what CSIS is, right? Yeah, I have a relative that used to work for them. What? Mm -hmm. It's kind of like a family, like... Secret? He's a... Works for CSIS. Nobody knows what he does. He's long retired now, but... Okay. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, you've never mentioned that before. Well, he's a, uh, Do you have to kill it, us now? Yeah, <laughs> and everyone listening. <laughs> it's like my mom's cousin. Like it's not an uncle yeah, or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's not the guy that kept his foot in the freezer. <laughs> That's not my relative. <laughs> okay, so anyway, it's a it's a spy agency. Canadian Secur- Security Intelligence Service. We have a spy agency. 
I really didn't know about it probably until the last couple of years for whatever reason, and I don't know why it's on my radar. Somebody sent me a job posting, and they're like, hey, this is kind of cool. Did you see this lock? So I clicked on it. It was in my Twitter. It was a DM. Yeah. It was a Twitter ad. Yeah. I don't know. For a job there. They're advertising on Twitter for it. <laughs> is that not? You want to be a spy? <laughs> is it odd? Is well, it, or is it just me? I think it's normal in this day and age. Because they have like, you know, be a receptionist or whatever. Yeah, li- listen, I know not everybody that goes to work for CSIS is going to be flying around the country in disguise. <laughs> but it still seems odd to me that... You can go on. How their, else are they gonna? I'm on their web page right now, and they they have their their listings on here. But the thing is, though, don't they here. also advertise on social media? They're looking for people for the army or for the navy. For it's kind of the same thing. Like the CSIS I don't is know kind why of. I thought it was weird. I, it's it's a spy agency. <laughs> they right. do advertising for police officers and RCMP. And do you remember when this? These aren't spies. Like. Uh, do you remember when the CIA signed up for Twitter? No, and I don't remember. And our first tweet was, uh, we can neither confirm nor deny this is our first tweet. <laughs> I was like, the CIA is on Twitter? That's weird. They didn't yeah. say this. Okay, there. So you agree with me. That's weird. It's that they're strange, advertising. but it's on- like, it, it's, I guess, how else would you get people working? You got to advertise. Like, I get that. Like, I yeah. understand. It just seemed odd to me. Anyway, if anyone's listening that ever wanted to be a spy, the Did- Canadian in- secret in... And they're not hard to find either. I, I don't think you could be a spy. I'd be a horrible spy. I don't think you'd blend in many think, countries. No. I don't think <laughs> the three of us would make good spies. Yeah. Unless yeah. we were unless we were trying to infiltrate Oz or something, but a little allowed. I'm, Jimmy, we're, we're a little Yeah. Jimmy could be like uh, you could do the uh, what was the the 21 Jump Street? You could infiltrate a high school for them. <laughs> Elementary school. It looks 60. No, man. <laughs> <laughs> I might have he to can sh- grow a full beard in seven minutes. <laughs> I think that ship sailed. Shave at recess. <laughs> I did not know about this at all, um, but apparently in Korea, and this might be new to a lot of people, you um, you have three different ages. Mm-hmm. So you have an international age, a Korean age, and a calendar age. I did know this. Well, I didn't know they had three different ages, but I knew that as soon as you're born... You get a one. You're one. So as soon as you come out, you're one. And they said that doesn't matter if you come out December 30th, 31st. As soon as the new year hits, two, then you're two. Because there's the calendar age. (laughs) So how do they base like the school system everything? Is it on the international age or is it on the So that's what they're they're doing now is okay. they've put in a, a thing to standardize the age in South Korea and they're saying, Okay, you're international age, so like us. Yeah. You have yeah. your first birthday, you're one. That's now the age they're using for school, for drinking. Okay. Because <laughs> otherwise, like, yeah. it was all over the place. People have three different ages, right? Yeah. Uh, so they're going to standardize it with, with the international age, but they still have the Korean age and the calendar age. They use it for what purposes? Uh, just traditions. It's uh, weird. Yeah. I, th- I thought daylight savings time was stupid. <laughs> <laughs> so- <laughs> Can you imagine taking your three-year-old to kindergarten? <laughs> He's five! Uh, Honest. I mean, we're not. Jimmy's schooling was all mixed. 
He's 18. Why is he in grade 8? It's Korean age. Most educated man on the show. As the saying goes. Yeah, this is weird. Yeah. So they're they're trying to they're they trying to get everybody on board with the with the with the laws though. They said the three age counting methods are a drain on governmental resources <laughs> when they're trying to figure it all out and yeah. yeah. I've but never everyone, heard of this. This, this is bizarre. With this new thing, they're like everyone's gonna be a year or two years younger than you actually were before. So imagine if Trudeau just said, All right, Jimmy, you're you're fifty again. You're not fifty two or whatever, right? Yeah. They just knocked your age back a couple of years. Can we do that? It's worth trying. Okay, I'm Korean. <laughs> I'm 50 now. You've been listening to the Locker Room Podcast. Somewhere a village is missing an idiot. Or three. Brought to you by Always Plumbing and Heating. Catch the show live weekday mornings on 95.7 Cruise FM.